Hey, I'm Sun Meyer with Madeline Tosh, and this is our second conversation about collection number two from Madeline Tosh. And though we would love to promise weekly podcasts full of gorgeous knits, yarn, and trends, for now we're keeping it to intermittent broadcasts when we have something exciting to share. Like now, Tosh Talks is starting with interviews of our MT Collection 2 designers, which includes a star roster of international talent. As the yarn whisperer at Madeline Tosh, I had the great honor of working with the designers to develop the collection. Like everything, it started with a meeting where in typical Tosh fashion, we threw a lot of ideas out and came away with a vague idea of highlighting some of our favorite things. I put together a mood board, which gives designers the feeling of what we were hoping to create. There were actually two mood boards. And this all came about mid-pandemic. So it's interesting that the images that really drew me in were those of beautiful ruin. We picked a handful of yarns that are either crisp or tactile in the range of gauges, plus six designers we asked to use these really broad ideas and create something makers will want to spend time with. And did they ever come up with some amazing patterns? Today, we're talking about the dramatic Econ Bourbon Cape by Thomas Gregory Hamilton, who designs under the label Gregory Stitch. Let me start by describing this dramatic layering piece. Part vest, part cape, the almost full-length Econ Bourbon Cape is crocheted primarily in double crochet with bold colorwork motifs. To get the true effect of this deep saffron-colored garment, you've got to see Gregory's video of him working it on his Instagram feed. It moves like a dream. This isn't totally a surprise. He comes to knitwear design from the dance world, where art is movement. He started crocheting after the death of his mother as a means of therapy to cope with the loss and decided to reinvent himself as a crochet designer. He has debuted a collection at New York Fashion Week, designed for Vogue Knitting Live, and is the designer behind the breathtaking peacock gown. I think you'll enjoy our conversation with the remarkable Thomas Gregory Hamilton of Gregory Stitch. Hi, Thomas. Hi. Hi, son. So I am curious to know how Gregory Stitch became your brand name. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Absolutely. Um, well, everyone knew me because, um, you know, I am I am a professional dancer and actor and everyone knew who Thomas Gregory, I mean, well, Thomas is, uh, Thomas Hamilton. And uh, I, of course, that was my name, dancing, because that is my name. Um, but a lot of people didn't know my middle name. And so I was like, that would be so cool if I just took my middle name and kind of like dressed it up to make it sound a little more posh than what it is. And um, and I uh, added stitch behind it because to me that sounded, it sounded a little more like a, more like a fashion brand to me, like um, Ralph Lauren, for instance, Ralph Lauren um, or any, any other brand that has like that nice little, you know, fashion name. And so that's what I did. I just took um, Gregory, my middle name, and I added Stitch behind it. And um, that's how I became uh, Gregory Stitch. Awesome. So for collection two for Madeline Tosh, you did the Pecan Bourbon Cape, which is such an amazing and kind of iconic piece. I would love you to talk about designing that a little bit and you don't have a ton of patterns on Ravelry. 
So maybe talk a little bit about your ready to wear inspiration as well. Yes, absolutely. The pecan um, bourbon um, cape was actually um, inspired uh, uh, from like actually me remembering um, when I first began crocheting. And um, I remember um, me wanting to create, you know, garments and things of that nature. And here I am a beginner, like maybe like a year into this thing and I still don't know what I'm doing as far as crochet. And, you know, I, I will say that crochet, it's a lot, it's a lot more complicated than knitting is, I will say that. And like me trying to figure out how to actually piece together something to crochet and it's just paying homage to those uh, beginner crocheters because the piece is worked up in three panels and I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. Um, I wanted to be very um, beginner friendly and, and I dedicated it to the adventurous beginner. I will say that I chose those colors because for one, the yarn um, glazed pecan is absolutely gorgeous for one. And two, um, my favorite uh, dish when my mom was living, uh, she used to make for the holidays was uh, pecan, pecan pie. And it brought back so many, so many memories when I saw the yarn and I, then I saw the name. I was like, whoa, like this is like connecting the dots for me. And it also looked like bourbon to me. And I was like, it, I, I, for me, I love whiskey. And so I was like, oh, this, this is like going together so well. And so I decided to combine all those little, um, well, all those little um, things together, you know, being um, paying homage to the uh, beginner crocheter, um, then um, adding my mom in there, my love for, you know, whiskey and bourbon. And so that's how I came up with the pecan bourbon cape. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, you talked a little bit about beginning crocheters. Can you mm -hmm. tell us how you learned to crochet? Who taught Absolutely. you? Okay. You know, I get this. Okay. Cause I am a TikToker, And when I post on um, TikTok, I get a lot of comments such as your grandmother must be so proud. Your mom must be proud. Like who taught you? Oh my God, you're great. It had to be your grandmother and da, 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 da. But honestly, Guys, honestly, I honestly taught myself. I taught myself how to crochet. I was determined. I, I loved, I loved the way it looked. And I told myself, I am going to learn this. And I actually learned this um, after my mom passed away because it was a, um, it was a, a form of therapy for me. And I needed that escape because dance was great, but it wasn't getting it for me anymore. And so I was determined to do something else, you know, to, you know, break away from, you know, the grief. And I went to YouTube, looked at some videos and I was like, oh, okay, that's how it's done. Okay, cool. And so I went to, uh, I went to a store, got some yarn, got a hook and I began to teach myself. And I, from there, from um, those YouTube videos, I am where I am today. Oh, that's amazing. And you do quite a bit for sort of ready to wear more fashion shows. Um, there's a lot of drama in your pieces. So can you talk about that just a little bit? And maybe that has to do with the dance. Oh, oh you, you, you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my pieces, 
Well, just to go back a little bit, the Gregory Stitch brand was never actually intended, going back to the whole Ravelry um, thing where I don't have a lot of patterns on there. The Gregory Stitch brand was never really meant to be like a, of course, um, a crochet pattern. You know, I was never, I never wanted to be a crochet pattern writer ever. I've always, my brand was always geared towards, you know, the fashion aspect of crochet, of like we said, ready to wear in that passion, like it really did stem from me being on stage, you know, the theater, you know, <laughs> and the trauma of it all, the lights and, you know, and the special effects and just the storyline. And I'm a, I'm a good sucker for a good, good, good storyline, especially fairy tales. I, I, for some reason, of course, fairy tales have always been a part of my life. And I like and I, and, I, and I think that's solely because of my mom. She installed that into me, like, oh, there's always magic in the world. You know, you just always got to have faith and things of that nature. Being in the theater really has inspired, like, my, my aesthetic as a designer, you know, over-the-top dresses and gowns and things of that nature, adding things that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily see in a crochet garment, like chains and, you know, uh, like crystals and um, grommets and like metal or uh, wire into a garment. And it and it all stems from, you know, me, you know, loving theater and just also like movies as well, just taking the drama from the movies and just like in, embodying that in my crochet work as well. Um, so why did you choose to do the Madeline Tosh collection? So, and well, actually like write patterns instead of just keeping it all um, all ready to wear all fashion shows. I chose to do patterns because I've had so many people asking me, Gregory, like, oh my God, like, we love it. We love it. Where's the pattern? Like, where's the pattern for this? And at first, I'm going to be honest with you. At first I was like taken aback. I was like, how dare they ask for a pattern for this dress? How dare they ask for a pattern for this? This I'm not, I'm not a crochet designer in that sense. No. But I had to really like step back and say, hey, like these people like really like my stuff. Like, and like, why would I be selfish? Why would I, like, why would I do that? Why would I be arrogant? Like, I need to stop. I need to like cut back and really think about this. These people are not trying to be rude towards you. They're not trying to, um, you know, steal from you. They just really like what you do and they're inspired by what you what you do and they just want a little piece of you and how you do things and so that's why that's how i started to look at writing patterns and that's what started my pattern writing journey right there just giving back and just you know knowing that i'm inspiring a new generation i'm inspiring people you know to create their own things just by working up something that i'm creating from my own imagine imagination from my crazy world in my head and so um yeah what was the other question <laughs> no i think you hit it all there um and i think i had maybe asked why you chose to do the madeline tosh collection when i oh, when i called you and and offered for one I love Madeline Tosh. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Madeline Tosh. Like the yarn is the yarn. The yarn is so yummy. It really, really is. And you know, for the longest time, I've, I, I have not heard of the triple twist until you mentioned it, mentioned it to me. And when I received it, I was like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. 
absolutely freaking fracking gorgeous. And so I was like, I, I have to do this. I absolutely have to do this. And also, like, I will say this, like all of the greats have come through Madeline Tosh. You guys support so many people. And like, it's so great. And I'm so honored to be asked by you guys um, because you guys give back and you guys support. And I really love that about you guys. Well, thank you so much. So I want to do some rapid fire questions with you. Okay. Um, and the first one, you were going to be the only one that I asked this rapid fire question, but you've said it both ways. So is it pecan or pecan? You, you know what? Because <laughs> you're in Georgia, so you should know. Right. So, um, you know, being in Georgia, you know, we got a little twang on that thing right there. And so we say pecan. It's pecan <laughs> over here. But, you know, what, like when I go other places, I always have to switch it up. Pecan. Pecan. And also, <laughs> I also learned recently, it's so crazy. It's um, I learned that, um, that I actually saw this on TikTok, crazy enough, that there was a debate over pecan or pecan. And I uh, learned that pecans or pecans were made popular by, um, I think it was a Native American tribe that um, were called the pecanis. They, um, the, uh, so the pecan or like the pecanis or, or, or not a pe um, pecan or pecan was uh, like shortened for, you know, the people of the pecanis. And so it's actually, they told me that it's actually pronounced pecan. So I'm just like, uh, I'm still probably going to say pecan because, you know, being from the South. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite fiber? I don't have one. Oh, I love that. I, I honestly don't have one. I love working with all types of fiber because all types of like different fibers give you a different effect and it looks so cool it, it, each fiber tells its own story that's something that i've learned along this journey each fiber tells its own story like sometimes to be honest with you i don't even work with fiber sometimes i just like i said i i work with wire i've worked with uh, extension cords i've worked with um chains and like pearl necklaces and mm -hmm. so for me like using fibers is great and it's awesome and i love it but also using uh, like unconventional materials as well is great but for fibers i just don't have one because every single thing has its own story i love that all right. What's your most used emoji? Crying the cry emoji. Cause I'm always, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm always, Oh my God. I'm always grateful for the opportunities that I have. And like, I'm always like, like I'm a big cry baby for one. And so I'm always using the crying emoji. Um, like my last Facebook post, it, it, it's nothing but crying emojis. Cause I'm always grateful. Like life is always surprising me. And you know, it, it's always amazing me and taking my breath away. And so the crying emoji, that's what it is. Okay. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, what's your favorite podcast, TV show, or movie? Oh, <laughs> I know that one's hard, huh? It is. It is. My favorite. Okay. My favorite. Uh, okay. My favorite TV show is Shit's Creek. Okay. Favorite movie. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, favorite movie. Uh, right now it's Encanto. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Podcast. You know, I don't listen to podcasts, honestly. 
All right. You're just being featured on one now. It's awesome. No. <laughs> this one there. It's this one. <laughs> yes. Tosh Talks. Um, describe your dream day. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's a hard one. No way. All these hard questions. Um, <laughs> my dream day is waking up in Paris, like either close to the Champs-Élysées or the um, Eiffel Tower in this beautiful loft and going out to my balcony to have breakfast and my coffee and crocheting or knitting on the balcony and just spending the day in Paris, going to different shops and different, oh my God, different fashion houses and and talking to different fashion houses such as Balmain and Chanel and, you know, just, um, you know, talking with them about how I can help them with my crochet and knitwear designs and how to incorporate those and, you know, just creating a better, you know, future uh, for the crochet and knitting community. That leads me to the next one. What's your biggest inspiration? My biggest inspiration actually comes from honestly, it's life. I've gone through a lot of stuff in my life from homelessness to um, a lot of like crazy things that have happened to me in my life and how I've overcome all those situations. And, you know, just letting people know that, that things get better and that you're worth, you're worthy of all the good things in life. You deserve everything, everything, everything that you wish for. So that's, I think that's the biggest inspiration, just, just showing people that, you know, they are worthy of everything, that they, uh, they mean something, like they deserve to be here as much as the next person, that they deserve to succeed as much as the next person, you know, just that's all. I think that's my biggest inspiration of life, just knowing that, hmm, that anything is possible and everything is possible and that we can, you know, make our dreams a reality. If you had one piece of advice you could give to a beginning designer, what would that be? Hmm. I will say that there is never the right moment. There is never the right moment. Don't wait for the right moment because that moment never exists. It does not exist. It does not exist. Start now. Start now. Because like two years from now, you're going to wish that you had started today. Favorite food? Uh, Indian. <laughs> Best gift ever? My sewing machine. Oh, nice. Um, I love that. Um, <laughs> let's see. If you were on a desert island and can only take three things, what would they be? Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big, huge lover of pickles. Um, my crochet hooks and my yarn. During the pandemic, I learned to knit. Oh, yay. That's awesome. <laughs> um, what's your superpower? My super, oh gosh. <laughs> Everyone has one. Yeah. Um, my superpower is, I want to say, being able to make people smile, being able to inspire people and you know just being able to you know just turn someone's bad day around for good oh i love that <laughs> that is the perfect way to end our conversation thomas thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate it this was really fun and i learned a lot about you which is great 
and I'm going to have to brush up my crochet skills because I really do want to make one of the uh, pecan bourbon capes. Oh my gosh, maybe we can get someone to do it in knit. I think that'll be fun. Oh, I'll do it in knit. Let's chat after the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, son. All right. Awesome. Have a great day. You do the same, son. Thank Bye. You. Bye.